It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Senate candidate in Pennsylvania, Kathy Barnett, uh, rejoins me. Kathy, welcome back. Oh, David, thank you so much for having me on. Well, let's dive right in. Uh, we Last time we talked, uh, the trajectory for you was upward. Uh, looking at the race in Pennsylvania, things are getting closer and closer to the primary. What's the status of your race now? Well, we just came out of our version here in Pennsylvania of CPAC. So we call it the CPAC of Pennsylvania. This is our base within the Republican Party. And over the course of two days, they had a, a polling that took place where people had to vote for their candidate. And I received more votes than both the second and third place winners combined. Combined. Um, so just crushed it. And again, that is the base of our party here in Pennsylvania and outperformed all of them. Um, Mamet Oz and Dave McCormick, the ones that the media is breathlessly swooning over didn't even come in third place they were fourth and fifth um and i ask you about that vote mm -hmm. because when it comes to the voting was it a straw poll was it what was the poll how what was the method used yes it was a straw poll over the course of um two days a little bit i think it was like 397 people voted out of the 700 who uh came uh, they, you had to provide an ID, then they scratched your name off of the voter roll, then they had someone monitoring the uh, ballot the entire time, right? So this particular straw poll was more secure than the 2020 election. And okay. it Look, was Kathy, what, I, I, I hear you, but with all due respect, straw polls are garbage in, in my world. I can rig them by paying people to go vote for a turtle. And it's nothing against you. I understand your point about the base at the convention. But at one point, I was going to, for fun, rig the CPAC straw poll, and I could have done it for several thousand dollars, and people would have done it. I could have won the poll at CPAC. Straw polls are well, not if someone was real going representative. To pay for a straw poll. Yeah, well, if someone was going to pay for a straw poll, it certainly would, have, would not have been me. Because I don't no, have I didn't the money. Say you to do did, so. I, but I'm just being honest with you because that's you know what they are. But the base, as you said, at that event supported you. So let's take that on to the rest of your campaign. Uh, yeah. You know, looking looking at again, you're running primarily against uh, Mehmet Oz, who is leading uh, in overall reach and overall fundraising and other issues. The question last time that the discussion really is around the path to victory uh, in external polling, it's still an open race, but he has a lead. How do you make up that gap? Yeah, it's not that much of a lead. I am third in the last poll. I think it was the Hill that put it out. I'm not sure. But even in the Fox News poll, I was still third. And what was really interesting about the Fox poll, right? I mean, I don't generally follow fall into polls, but everyone talks about it, so you got to pay attention. But in the Fox poll, they did a deeper dive. And what they saw was that 77% of those who said they would vote for McCormick in that particular poll are likely to change their mind. 59% of those who said they were, uh, would vote for Oz are likely to change their mind. These people have spent over $20 million apiece 
on just advertising. And that's a horrible re- re- rate of return. You spend $20 million and 77% of those are likely to change their mind. I think, you know, I think it's a really good precursor of what these people will do when they get in D.C. and start handling our taxpayer dollars. If they're reckless with their own money with a very low rate of return, what are they going to do with our tax dollars? So I think people are paying attention to that. They do not have this race locked down. My ass have already started hitting. I probably spent less than $2 million on this race, and I'm right there with them. They're not outpacing me, and they're not outfunding me, by the way, David. What they're doing is going into their personal checking account and just writing $5 million checks. But as far as what is raised on the ground from our from the people who actually vote, I am right there with, with, with McCormick. Not McCormick, Oz. He's the only one who's reported so far. Yeah, and I'm see, right there with all of them. So it's not as though they're blowing me out. And my campaign is 100% engine by the people. That's what I'm seeing on the ground. That's what the straw polls are showing. There was another snap poll that was taken, uh, two that were taken, um, and I won both of those as well. Now, we could throw them out of the, you know, throw them out and say they're not scientific, but if you remember 2016, not one poll showed Donald Trump winning against Hillary Clinton, and those were were supposed to be, quote-unquote, scientific polls, and yet we know how that turned out. Let, let's take the you and McCormick dynamic, because that is probably one of the more fascinating elements of this campaign from a campaign analysis perspective. And as you said, this played out at the forum, uh, you, Oz and uh, and McCormick. If you're able to take his votes, you, I think that if you're able to take his voters and his votes, and it's important what you point out about the donations in small form because they typically reflect a larger per, uh, percentage of voters who will vote for you at the ballot box. If you're able to take his voters, then that becomes a two-person race. You know, if I say two-man, somebody on the left will get upset because you're a woman. But <laughs> I'm just play, having fun with that, Kathy. But if that happens, now we have potentially a tighter race in voting base. You and McCormick, where you are right now, do you have a chance of taking enough of his votes from him to compete with Oz in the primary, which is right around the corner in May? Listen, I have been traveling. Now we're at the point of about 1,500 miles a week traveling all across the Commonwealth. I have yet to meet anyone who said they're voting for Oz. So I certainly believe this is just a swooning effect of certain media outlets who are all in for Oz. And again, I'm a very pragmatic person. Um, If I didn't think I had a snowball chance in Hades of winning this, I have options and I could be doing other things. So I don't really think it's about McCormick. One of the things we're doing in our race is we're going, there's a lot of disgruntled um, uh, Democrats who are switching their voter roll from Democrat to Republican. You can go out on my Facebook and Twitter feeding. It's just littered with people responses saying, I'm an independent, but I just changed so I can vote for you in the primary. I'm a Democrat, but I'm changing. This Saturday, we're going to those who are from the Horn of Africa. It's about 100,000 of them here in Pennsylvania, highly concentrated between the Capitol and Philadelphia. They are hosting a very large fundraiser for me this Saturday, overwhelmingly Democrat, but they care about two issues, foreign affairs. China's about to destroy the continent of Africa. 
But also they said to me, the second issue they care about is self-reliance because many of them fled totalitarianism and now they're here and they're feeling like this is a reminder of what they fled under, fled from. And so people are moving. Um, people who are, I, I certainly have the base, that's what this straw poll shows, is what I'm experiencing. I'm the only campaign that's actually out here going 1,500 miles a week all across the Commonwealth. I spent more time with our voters than anyone else. And that poll, that straw poll, was certainly indicative of what I'm seeing and feeling on the ground. And I have our base secured. But now I, I'm the only candidate who can go into the general and not only secure our base, but I'm, I'm the only candidate that has the ability to go and take from the Democrats' corner. There's a lot of disgruntled people. And as we continue to move into the general with high gas prices, high, I mean, even with the parental rights, I see you're talking about that a lot. I mean, who would have ever thought that we would need a bill to secure our parental rights? Um, and yet that's where we are. And a lot of people are waking up. A lot of people find themselves um, outsourced and outplaced on the Democrat side and they're looking for a better option. I'm that What's... better option. What do you think is a top, and you just referenced it, but I just want clarity from you. We've only got a couple minutes left, but I want to get this in. In order to take Democrat votes, and when you look at Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, Harrisburg, I think the third part of that, uh, of the three cities, Mm -hmm. what issue takes those Democrats over to your side? Right now, energy. Energy is freedom, not just national sovereignty, but personal freedom. Can I, can I fill my car up and go up the street to see my Nana or not, right? And so people, a lot of people, I get my hair done in Philadelphia, a lot of little black girls, um, all Democrat, but now they're asking, they're in there talking, are we changing our registration to vote for Republican? Because all they talk about is the cost of gas. And um, I'm uh, agriculture is the largest industry here in Pennsylvania. My first three months in this race, I spent with our farmers. This time last year, they spent $40,000, one farmer, just to fertilize 600 acres of corn. This year, it's $120,000. Who do you think that's going to, who do you think is going to eat that cost? Not them. They're going to pass that on. So we're not just talking about gas and cost to heat your home, but we're talking about food. We're talking about Every single thing you touch, energy is in it. In Pennsylvania, we have over three, we have over 100 years of oil and gas underneath our feet. But these climate change buzzers have now just forced another oil and gas company to shut their doors because of the regulations, because of the litigation. All of that has to change. We need true conservatives. I am the people. I am the only true conservative in this race, and people are recognizing that. My guest, Kathy Barnett, her website, Barnett, B-A-R-N-E-T-T-E, for Senate.com. And uh, former university finance professor, knows a thing or two about economics and certainly about business. Kathy, thank you as always. Good luck to you and uh, closer to the primary. Good luck. Thank you, David. Bye-bye. All right. And again, uh, Barnett for Senate.com. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon East on Sirius XM Patriot 125.